Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Thank you very much for making us a part of it. How's it going over there, Gordon? It's going fantastic, Jake. How are you on this um, beautiful day? I'm fine. I'm fine. Did you have a nice uh, nice weekend? I did. I did have a nice weekend. We had a good time and uh, had family over. And it's always good to spend time with family. It is. I agree. Well, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but you know, hopefully, that's the way it is for you and yours. How many rounds of golf did you get in? I uh, won. Why don't I believe you? Just one. That's all. One per day? No, just one. How'd you play? Uh, not up to par, so to speak. Yeah, not not as well as I would have liked, uh, but it was fun, and I hit some really good shots. But did you lose your wife? Did I lose her? Did you lose to her? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I lost her on the thirteenth hole. Uh, she went out after a ball somewhere. No, why would I, never I ask you again. if you lost her? No, that uh, would be rude. Gordon, did you uh, your wife leave you this weekend? I uh, <laughs> I didn't lose to her, uh, but it's just a matter of time. I know. I'm, I'm going to keep checking because you're very worried about this. I'm not that like worried Like you're going to be I'm kind of less. Proud, proud, uh, I'm kind of proud of her, actually. But uh, she she has better mechanics than I do. And uh, but but yeah, eh, that that ain't happening anytime soon. I don't think. No, you're still uh, you're still a ways in front. Yeah, but it's like I said. I understand it. And my male ego can handle it. I don't think it can, actually. You don't think? No, you seem very worried about it. No, you're the one who brought it up, You not bring me. it up a lot. That's why I'm checking. Mm. Well, it is on my mind because, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I think you might have lost you evolving. Her, I think you might have lost you her this past weekend. No. No, we didn't keep score. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I see. So- yeah. I can claim whatever I want. Is that one of those things where you throw away the scorecard on the 17th because, you know, if this, if you don't add it up, it's not technically a loss? I've only kept score once since my golf comeback, mm. which started really at the start of this year. So how do you know she didn't beat you? Because. <laughs> because. Just I love because. it when people say because, well, like it's actually answering something. I well, lo- because. I lost a couple more balls than she did. Uh-huh. But. And gave up a few more strokes. That's because I. Missed I, more putts I, than I, she did. I hit it a little farther and a little more sporadically than she does. But she's still in that phase. And you all know this. All of you who are recreational golfers, you know that phase when, when you hit. Two good shots and or three good shots, four good shots, and then one really bad shot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that thing going on. Meanwhile, she's hitting good shot after good shot, and you're <laughs> falling further and further behind. But you know, oh, I, we're not keeping if it gets score. Real, if it gets real bad, then I just might have to uh, find a golf instructor. Oh, you might have to take some lessons. <laughs> I see. Oh, see, nice. this is what I'm talking about. That you're worried about it. No, I just want to keep up. 
That's all. No, that's... Did you play golf this weekend? No. no. Well, losing to my wife is better than not playing golf at all. Okay. Let's get that clear. Okay. I hear you. So, anyway. Yeah, had a good weekend. Uh, hope everybody had a good sports weekend, whether you were actually playing something or watching it. I think most of us or were doing thinking about it. yard work in the heat. That, that's what I did over the weekend. You did? Really? Well, I can't afford to pay people to do it. I don't have a gardener like somebody I know. You should get one. Your yard would look a lot better. It would look a lot better. That's true. That is, that's very My true. yard is immaculate. It I looks know. <laughs> I mean, top dollar. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it just... Never mind. Can we talk about something do else? Do you or do you not have a gardener? Well, yeah, but... Uh, it, See? And, oh, here, here's the big question. Adrian, uh, uh, hold on, Gordon. Now, what do you think the odds are that... Adrian, by the way, filling in for Austin again today. Yeah. What do you think the odds are that Gordon knows his gardener's name? <laughs> less, less than 30 is my guess. I might even put it lower than it that. It might be lower than that. It I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think I know it. You think you, you do. You think you do. Uh-huh. I think it's on hell. But I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Because, it, I, you know. Are you making that up? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Because I remember we used to have interns, you know, back in the day. We'd have a lot of them. And I asked Gordon to name three interns over his years in radio. We should have him name three part-timers who work here. Oh, that's a good question, Stop too. It. Stop it now. Come on. Now you guys are just having fun at my expense. So the answer is no. So, yeah. This is what happens. See, uh, Scotty and Hans pick on Jake their whole show. And so Jake gets all this pent up and he comes in here and he's got to unload on someone and I'm that someone. Sorry, buddy. There may be a little a, a little truth to that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I had a great weekend. Hope you did too. Adrian, do you have a good weekend? I did, yes. Yeah, good. Anything, uh, the highlight? The Saturday show, that was my highlight. As well, you know, it's on one to four. So yeah, it is. Every Saturday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Do you know who Adrian's co host is? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop this now? Stop what? <laughs> I mean, what well, used to be Austin. That Very was good. That over was... a year ago. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, see, here's the thing. Adrian is such a shining star. <laughs> he just said, I, I know about him. Right. My co-host does a great job as well, though. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I listen to it all the time. I know who it is. Who? <laughs> I, know, I know him. I just, you do know him. That is your hint. <laughs> you do know him. <laughs> Give me a hint. Couldn't you just do process of elimination? Just, think uh, about it. Think, think about it for a second. You don't know any of the part-timers' it, names. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably not Lloyd. It's not Lloyd. It's not Austin. <laughs> Adrian, it's not just Adrian himself. He does have a co-host. That would leave... <laughs> that beats me. I don't know. But just think about it for a second. That would leave... <laughs> I really don't know. It's not Austin who produces in the afternoon. Oh, it's Jake Hatch. Thank yeah, you see, very I much. That. I knew that. I just had a momentary brain fart. That's all. Uh, I think Hatch has done a nice job. On, we on have a great show. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like Jake. We can tell. 
See, I work on Saturdays, and so it's hard for me to keep up. Mm. <laughs> what true. day did you golf? Uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that was unusual. And what time are you filing your column on Saturdays? Uh, it depends. On? It depends on what it is I'm writing about and whether it's centered on an event at a certain time or whether it's centered on a certain interview or it's centered on when I get around to it. Which which is uh, one to four almost exclusively, <laughs> apparently. Uh, uh, now, I feel, now I feel bad. You should. You made me feel bad. <laughs> I came in here in a good mood. It's a beautiful Monday, summer day. I come in here and you do this. I'm sorry, buddy. No, you're not. I am a little because, you know. I do get picked on from noon to three, so I did. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I am making myself feel better by making you feel worse, and that's not fair. Well, speaking of feeling better, I think uh, the football fans in this state are feeling better because the season is that much closer now. But all the camps are going, and uh, a lot of optimism around here for college football. And of course, there, there's always that underlying optimism about the Jazz. And, you know, the season's really not that far away. It isn't. And we will talk some jazz because there's jazz news out there today. But let's get things started with a little college football and the split story of the day. Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. Week two, uh, it was good. Uh, sometimes coming off a day off, which they had yesterday on Sunday, you're a little sluggish, but that wasn't the case today. They got the work done. Uh, defense definitely got the better of the, of the practice as far as uh, offense versus defense. Offense is still a work in progress. Uh, it's pretty good defense we got out there. It'll be a test for our offense every single day they come out. And so that's a good thing. And uh, just got to fight through it. You know, no one's going to no give them anything. they gotta, they got to play their way into uh, becoming a good offense, which we believe they will. Tyler and Andy seem to click very well. And, and uh, you know, it's been a, a good start you know, with spring ball in the first couple weeks through spring camp or first week and, or fall camp. And so, uh, you know, it seems like they've got some chemistry. And uh, Tyler really fits what Andy's doing. And it's by design. You know, Andy, you know, you assess the skill set and you tailor the offense to fit the QB, which I think Andy's done a nice job of. Coach Whittingham from Utah Camp today. I was up at practice. Gordon, you had, speaking of Tyler Huntley, a column about him over the weekend as uh, camps roll on getting closer to Utah BYU. Uh, Split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. If you have uh, sleep apnea or if you snore at night, find out what Sound Sleep Medical can do for you. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about your column for a minute. Uh, What message were you getting across? Namely, Tyler Huntley, who has some questions about him, even amongst the Ute faithful, uh, is going to have a big season. I really think that's going to happen. Now, it might not be huge passing numbers as far as yardage gained and all that, but I think he understands the offense. He's a senior now. He's in, he's athletically gifted. He understands what he's trying to get done now. I think the influence of uh, Ludwig on him has been positive, as we just heard Kyle talking about that. I think he is positioned to do really well. He's got a great running game, which will make him shine all the more. And I know there are some questions about the receivers, but I don't think they're that severe. 
I'm glad you kind of defined have a big season because I don't know if statistically it's really going to jump out and grab you. No, I think it's going to be it's going to manifest in different ways, and it won't be him throwing for 400 yards. That just isn't going to happen. No, it's it might be... happen on a given Saturday where kind of like you know remember that day? I think you were there with me when we were up in Oregon and and uh, the Ute offense just blew the Ducks off the field. Yeah, we were both at. That I mean, game. that was remarkable, and it wasn't what we expected. And I think that could happen again with this offense, but it won't be called upon to do that on a regular basis. And so all, all Tyler has to do is be the field general, you know, be in charge of what's going on out there, make smart decisions, uh, make timely, smart throws, and, uh, and it'll be fine. And when he does get in trouble, there will be times when the offensive line breaks down and he'll be able to uh, extricate himself from the pressure. Or he'll be able to go through his progressions, I think, as a senior now. He gets it. Even though he has a new offensive coordinator and a new offense, it's not that much different. I really think Ludwig is savvy in that he came into the situation and he molded things around Tyler, around the run game, and uh, will move forward stressing, emphasizing his, his skills. And so uh, we're going to see that on the field. I mean, there will be, I think, bumpy moments but I think on the whole, Tyler Huntley will uh, will make you fans proud. By turning around, extending the ball out, and handing it off. <laughs> well, that's your frequently, suggestion. That's very your frequently. suggestion. What, 65% of the time? That's what Zach Moss is expecting. But that still leaves 35%, which is pretty important. Because if my math isn't that great, but I think that's one out of three plays. Good math. Gordon. One out of three plays. Good, uh-huh. So, Not quite, but yeah. <laughs> so, actually, it's a little more. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be a little bit more. You're right. Just barely, though. So, that's enough. Let's say if, if Tyler Huntley is called on to throw the football once every set of downs, then that's that's a big role. I mean, if they go on a uh, on a 10-play drive, Jake, how many times would uh, would Tyler throw the ball? Three. Uh, Three and a half? I rounded down. No, it would actually be ten, wouldn't it? Wait, on a ten-play drive, you throw a ten out of ten times? Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. What sense does that make? No, no, you're right. I got mixed up with my own question. Sorry. I'm so confused. You know the point. The point (laughs) is that, yes, uh, okay, let's say that they have three downs, Let's on, not, let's not on, continue. On every no, game. This is a bad idea. No. They, no. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna throw it. How about the this? Air. They're going to throw it some. <laughs> but my point is, if they pick up 10 first downs on a drive, then he'll throw one of those times out of every three plays. So that would be 10 throws. That's what I was trying to get at. Ten first downs? Yeah. So they started on the one-inch line, <laughs> and they got exactly ten yards every single right, every eight. single series. Eight. <laughs> and that would be eight times. And they never got a first down on a down that wasn't third down? <laughs> there will be moments when that happens. Not, no. Not a lot. No, there, that's never happened in the history of football. It hasn't? Eight to, times? To get exactly ten. Oh, eight times. Still. Oh, yeah. I mean... Ideally, you would want some big plays mixed in there. 
It's such a bad idea for an exercise. Well, maybe it is a bad idea, but you, about? you get the point. The point is that he needs to be effective and efficient, not proficient. I think he needs to not turn the ball over because that's exactly what his head coach will ask. Oh, yeah, okay, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Uh, it's true. He brought Coach Ludd back because Coach Ludd knows the score of the game. And Coach Ludd happened to be the offensive coordinator the day that the Utes blew Alabama out of the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, after they said, hey, Brian, go call the plays. <laughs> You're not going to give Ludd any credit. <laughs> I'll give him credit, sure. But in that Sugar Bowl, you know, they, the big thing was is they ran the no huddle for the, the first right from the get-go. Thinking, uh, uh, speaking of Brian Johnson, I think that is sort of an effect of what we'll see out of Tyler Huntley this year. Okay. Because he's a senior now, he's seen a lot, he's started for two years now, been injured, had that interrupt him. I just think he's in a place now where he understands what's going on and he's physically gifted enough to do it. Yeah, I, I okay, I can come along with that, sure. I mean, whether he throws eight times on a drive or whether he throws Stop. five. No, we don't want to do that. He anymore. throws two. What you won't see is what we saw last year in some games where Tyler Huntley came out and was asked to throw the ball, you know, eight out of the first ten times. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to have 40 uh, attempts in a game like he did a couple times. Unless something really weird happens. Uh, yeah, maybe they're getting blown out or something like that. But with that defense and that run game, I don't see Utah getting blown out at all this year. Kyle said something in that sound that uh, really stood out to me. And How would you like to go up against that defense in practice every day? Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. That would suck. That's one of the best defenses in the country, certainly one of the best defensive fronts, and the back of that defense is good too. And you have to deal with that? That's a that's a big ask. All right, we'll get to the Jazz coming up next. Donovan Mitchell has a big day today. Gordon, we will talk about that coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. But joining us now in studio from Syringa Networks, he's our good friend Gabe. He is the general manager over there. First of all, Gabe, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming in. How are you doing? Doing great. Good to see you guys as well. It's nice to be in the studio with you all. Gabe, is Gabe short for Gabriel? You know what? It actually is, yeah. Yeah? That's... My uh, my uh, my nephew was almost named that. Almost, almost, yeah. Oh, That's gee, a nice tidbit. No, but when you have a name like Gabe, you got to be good at what you do, right? I I suppose. No, you do. Okay. That's written somewhere, Gabe. So I, you must have been very successful in life. Because you have to be, if that's your name. We're, we're making a go of it, that's for sure. We're, we're trying. <laughs> all right. Let's 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 talk a little bit about what Syringa Networks is and what you guys are all about and kind of what you can do for our listeners. Well, great. Thanks for having us. First off, we are a uh, telecommunications provider. What we do is we offer the full suite of telecom products, whether it be voice services, internet access, data connections, things that connect businesses together strictly for businesses only. We don't do any residential plays today. Uh, we have over a 1,000 miles of our own fiber optic network that we've built specifically for the uh, U- the northern Utah market. So we're, uh, we're here to, with local support to uh, service all the business clientele out there. You said something there that I think is pretty important, local support. Explain that. Yeah, so we have a staff of just under uh, – 30 folks here in the, uh, the in, in the market here and they're, they're all geared towards servicing the the clientele that that we uh, that we've uh, picked up throughout the Utah market and that's different because most of our competition in the market 
um, outsources all of their local support to uh, some other country or perhaps some other large city in the in the U.S. But very few have actually invested in having local support personnel here to take care of customers' issues and uh, find out who your salesperson is, et cetera, those sorts of things. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to Gabe about a lot today throughout the show, so make sure and stay tuned for that. But if this sounds like something that would really benefit your business, give him a call, 385-420-8221. That's 385-420-8221. Or if you want to find out a little bit more what they're about, go to syringanetwork.net. That's syringa, S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, network.net. Gabe, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, we'll have more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Yogi Roth, join us once again from the Pac-12 Network. We know what's right with the Utes. Why would that be the wrong pick? What should you fans be worried about? Injury, number one. Tyler Huntley hasn't been healthy since he's been the starter. That's the number one thing that they'd be concerned with. The number two would be SC. You know, SC, they're going to put up points on the air raid. So they can get it together, skill-wise, scheme-wise, and then most importantly, can handle the mental side of it. When they're down, they're scary. Their backs are against the wall. You know, they're primed like every team to prove the world wrong. But they've got the ability and the staff and the players to do it. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about the Tour of Utah podcast up at 1280thezone.com. Learn how to train for the summer of cycling and the best spots to catch the upcoming Tour of Utah. That's at 1280thezone.com. Band of the day today, Led Zeppelin, selected by our good friend Gabe from Syringa Networks, who's hanging out with us today. And it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. It's Pretty hard to go wrong with that selection. Never right? a bad day to uh, to play a little Led Zeppelin. So thanks to Gabe for setting the tone when, when, for the show. When Gabe suggested Led Zeppelin, you turned to Adrian and said, <laughs> what'd you say? said, Adrian, let's get the lead out. Nice. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing today. So, uh, Gordon, let's talk a little NBA basketball first before we get into uh, Donovan Mitchell. There's a bit of breaking news out there. Uh, Vince Carter is going to return next year and play for the Atlanta Hawks. How about that? Is he 54 now? He's well into his 40s. In fact, uh, Adrian, we give that a quick Google. Let's find out exactly how old VC is now. I think he's 43. 43? Maybe 42. 42. 42. 42. He'll turn 43 in January. You know what's so remarkable about that, other than just the, the fact that he can do it, is the how he was able to evolve with his role. Yep. Because some guys cannot get past that. Are you kidding me? Vince Carter, he was an absolute star. And for him to be able to subject himself to to being a role player or, or being valuable to the team in ways that he probably used to never think about, now now he, he's keeping it going. Well, uh, Carmelo Anthony would be in the league if he could accept 
a different role or more of a, a, a reserve role or something like Carmelo that. Has Carmelo been tearing up various workouts? People are thinking. I don't know. If you, if you listen to Chris Broussard, who says that he's just basically begging for a job and that it's sad. <laughs> but I don't know. I See, I don't think that – well, I think defensive talent is a reason that Melo's not in the league. But I think, I think you can make an argument, certainly, that Carmelo, from a talent perspective, still can cut it in the NBA. But can you be a guy who plays – 15 to 20 minutes a game coming in off the bench and not make waves. Right. Vince can. And Vince has done that. You know, the other thing about Vince, and we've talked about this before, but he's also he's a lesson for anybody who's in the NBA with freakish athleticism, that you have to evolve your game and continue to learn because someday that freakish athleticism is not going to be there and you better have something else to give if you're going to stick around the league. And, uh, and you know, his athleticism was about as freakish as it came. Well, he and Tracy McGrady, what Vince came in the league before Tracy, I believe, was by really? by a year or two. Wow. And then Tracy, you know, his athleticism leaves sometime during his early to mid 30s, and next thing you know, it's next stop out of the league. Mm-hmm. Although he did win a title, didn't he, with San Antonio on the end of the bench? But. And Vince Carter is still going because Vince evolved his game to to fit that role that you're talking about. And so I, I'll be really interested to see a player like Russell Westbrook, as his athleticism starts to leave him as he ages, how long will he stick around in the league? And I'm just picking on Russ. I think there are any number of players that you could you could ask this question. But, I mean, he's freakishly athletic, and that's been a huge part of his game for, throughout his entire career. So as he starts getting up there in age, what happens when that starts to leave him a little bit? Well, I know that from my own uh, experience, you know, being a gifted athlete oh, in man. my younger years. Are you comparing yourself to, that to I had Russell to, Westbrook I, now? I, I had to learn. I had to learn to use my 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 wisdom out there, and, you know. You did. <laughs> Everybody. Do- what league we, are we talking about? We have here? talked about uh, actually the city league, but you know, it's, I, don't, I really don't want to brag. I don't want to talk about it. Is city league bragging? <laughs> but we, that- we talked about how Carl Malone extended his career by developing some skills. Yep. It wasn't just attitudinal because he was pretty dominant right up until the end. Uh, that last little thing with the Lakers was a little different, but uh, he had to accept a role with the Lakers, though, and they yeah. should have won a title that year. Yeah. If Carl himself didn't get hurt, yeah, they probably he wasn't the only one. There right. were injuries on that team, but he we've talked about this a lot. He developed that outside shot because he knew he couldn't take the pounding night after night after night in a low block. That's just smart. It is smart. So the combination of making physical adjustments along with the mental. And then you can stick around in the league. I don't know what Vince is making these days, but I mean, if he's forty-two, then he's stuck around for an extra what seven years, and probably made himself some nice cash and had some some fun doing it. Yeah, there's well, there's no doubt about it. Doing what he loves. I mean, whatever uh, Tom Brady. I mean, he signs a, a, a contract yeah. extension over the weekend. That guy is going to be forty-two, and he signs a two-year contract extension. It, you gotta. It's it's a living. You gotta take care of your body, and you gotta evolve. So big ups I, to know, Vince Carter. You know, that's, that's pretty an, cool. That is an interesting thing to to observe in great players, how they're able. Of course, Tom Brady really hasn't shown any slippage, has he? No, which is crazy. I seen it. Mm-mm. Probably is a testament to his style of play, though. Stand uh, you back mean there the Dan and deal. Marino, get yeah. rid of it quick before <laughs> exactly. you get hit. 
Exactly. All right. Uh, today is day one of Team USA camp, Gordon, and Donovan Mitchell is there. And thanks to pretty much every other guard on the team <laughs> dropping out, uh, the odds of him making the final roster are, are very high. And I actually think he's going to play a, a big role on this team. And I, I think it's huge. I really do. I think the experience that he's going to get and I think the coaching that he's going to get under Greg Popovich down there in Vegas, I think the camp is as important as the tournament, if not more so. Okay, so he starts out, and he's going to be a star on that team, really. Who's left? He should be, yeah. I mean, he should play a really prominent role. Kimball Walker is left on the guard, yeah, guard line. but Walker, who uh, Tatum was on that roster, you know, they, they do have a few players, but everybody is young, almost everybody. Right. Is, I think Harrison Barnes is on there as well, so they do have a couple guys. But when you look at what's going on, and people might ask, why the heck aren't NBA players representing their country at the World Championships? And, well, if they, if they play, I mean, they start today, and they're going to go up until, what, the middle of September, right? September 15th, I think, is when, if, they, if they're in the If they make metal round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's two weeks before camp opens. And then you have your long NBA season. And then the file, next offseason, you have the Olympics. And so if you're going to do this, and Donovan, he's not doing this not to be on the Olympic team. He wants to be on the Olympic team. So this next year is going to be filled with intensity for him. So is that good or is it bad? It might be good for some guys and maybe not so good for others if they're looking solely for the best interests of their careers. I think it's good for young players, and I think that's why you're seeing young players stick around and do it. Because mileage on the tires isn't a big deal right now for somebody like Donovan Mitchell. Do you think it costs him in the long run? I don't, because he's doing it at this particular age. I mean, maybe some but of these— But if you get putting miles on the, on the legs now, is it going to catch up with you on down the road? I don't know if it 100% works like that. But right now, his, his ability to develop and improve based on this experience outweighs the risk of injury or miles on the tires, if you want to talk about it like that. Like, I, I, don't, I see why somebody like C.J. McCollum uh, isn't doing it. I mean, he's, he's in the middle of the prime of his career. I mean, he's achieving what he's going to achieve right now. It's, it's probably not going to get better for a guy like that. He's right in the middle of it. But there are some people that ask, don't you want to rip your country? Uh, I, I mean, that's appealing. I heard Scotty and Hans talk about this uh, earlier today, how appealing that is to some to Joe Ingles, who's talked about how every time he's going to have the opportunity to play for Australia, he's going to do it. But can you blame somebody that uh, thinks a little bit more selfishly and that's not as important to them as furthering or maximizing their, their prime in their NBA careers? The, the answer right now is no, because the U.S. has been dominated again. Since when was the last time they lost? Like 06? Was it the 06 team? With- but, but if the if, if Team USA was getting beat by Spain, by Slovakia, by, I don't know, anybody, then people would be clamoring for these guys to get back out there, the very best in the league, the guys with the biggest reputations. Get back out there so we, this ship can be righted. If that's important to you. Well, it's important to a lot of fans. Why do you think people watch the medal count so closely when the Olympics come around? Because they are nationalists in that regard. They want to see Team USA beat the world, especially in a sport like basketball. See, international basketball does not interest me very much. Because the U.S. just beats the pants off of everybody. Yeah, but remember that, remember that period when they didn't? Right. 
And th- those times, those were tough times. Uh, yeah, but you Alan could, Iverson was on that team that ended up in third place in the Olympics. You, you remember can make that? an argument that it makes it more fun, though. What are you taking some sort of global look at this whole thing? No, I'm just are you saying, looking at the betterment of the world, or are you looking at Go USA? Oh, okay, I'll I'll put it this way. I remember watching the original Dream Team. I watched every game they played in the Olympics. It wasn't watching good basketball. It that, wasn't that entertaining was, from a basketball that, standpoint. <laughs> that was the it greatest, was awful. That was the greatest team ever assembled, probably in any sport ever. And thus an extreme example. But I I hardly watch international basketball in the Olympics at all. Would you if it were competitive? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching other sports in the Olympics. But I honestly don't don't tune into those basketball games as much as I certainly as much as I used to. Does but it it's, bother it's, you that it's in not that some fun to sports watch. you have guys who are out there that weightlifter who is you know works two jobs during the year and he's now he's trying to get that gold medal as opposed to guys who make hundreds of millions of dollars and now they're out on the court. Is, is that a part of it? Not really. You're the one who says they want to, you you watch sports for competition and and how important that is. How competitive are those international basketball tournaments? Well, wait a minute. I remember watching Carlos Arroyo beat Allen Iverson, you know, when Team USA lost to Puerto Rico. Right. And as you pointed out, that was how many years ago? I'll tell you what I 13, thought. 13, 14 when years I, ago. What I thought when I saw it was where where are all the guys? This shouldn't be happening. Now, what you should have thought when you were watching it was, wow, how about this? We've got a basketball game. <laughs> Terrific. Shouldn't Puerto, I don't know who's going to win. Shouldn't Puerto Rico be part of the U.S.? Uh, I don't know how they work that with... Uh, with That's a U.S. territory, isn't it? It is a U.S. territory. Oh. Oh. But what about uh, what about uh, like the, the countries in the United Kingdom? They compete independently, yeah, right? I guess. I don't know how that works. I, I I just saw that team lose, and just thinking to myself, a dozen well, years I remember, ago. I remember, I remember sitting back, on one loss a dozen years ago. I remember back in the day when college athletes were the ones that were out there going up against other teams' pros. I wish it was and, still that and way. People were going, why? Because it would be competitive. It's competitive, but it's not fair. I, people, I remember this so clearly. People used to say, well. Uh, especially people from other countries would say, oh, you don't want NBA players in there, as though they were some other species from some other world. No, they're part of the U.S. They're U.S. citizens, most of them at that time. Let them play. Oh, no, it's like, no, they're too good. What do you mean they're too good? They are too good. Well, wait a minute. What about all the other sports? That other? What about uh, synchronized swimming? And you got a bunch of Ukrainians out there who are really good at that. You don't say, "Oh, wait a minute. They're from they're from Ukraine, Ukraine. So uh, they they should not be allowed." Is there any other country that dominates any other sport the way the U.S. does basketball? I, I'm legit asking. I don't know. To think about there that. are good uh, like distance running countries, yeah, like uh, Kenya, Kenya and Ethiopia yeah. uh-huh. and some of those countries. Some of those biathlon Winter Olympics, skiing and hunting—that goes to Norway all the time. Is that yeah? They're pretty dominant in that one. Well, the USSR back in the day was uh, pretty dominant in hockey. You know that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and to, you know basically to the point of this conversation, they were beat. 
Yeah, but that it was, was competitive. That, that, they lost. That was the greatest upset in the history of sports. In the history of sports. But I remember watching the college guys out there. Remember when they lost on that bogus call by the by the referee to uh, to the Russians? To, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that all about, Gabe? Do you remember that? Were you around back then? I was, and I saw it. That was what was that? Sixty-eight or so? I'm not sure. I lost track. You were covering that game, right? Doug Collins was on that team, if I remember correctly. It's got to be an obscure sport, In fact, the U.S. wouldn't even accept the silver medal. They they stored those silver medals in some vault somewhere in Switzerland. They may still be there. I don't know. But to bring this back full circle, I think that this is going to really benefit Donovan Mitchell. I do. I think the whole experience, the camp, I think everything is going to help him because he needs to take a monster step forward in his game. And I think all this is going to benefit him. If he looks tired heading into the playoffs next season, I'm going to ask you about that. All right. Okay, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Joining us now, you know him, you love him. It's Frank Dolce. Jason Shelley, Tyler Huntley, both returning. Huntley really nominated as the starter, rightfully so. How do you feel about the quarterback situation right now with those two? It feels like there's a good guy in the starter position and a guy with a lot of game experience that has proven himself as a maybe even better than what your standard backup might be in the league. So I think the quarterback position seems really really solid for Utah right now. Two guys in Huntley and Shelley that have similar skill sets, so you don't really have to change the offense around. I think it's really positive at the quarterback position for Utah. I don't know if they could do any better right now at that position group. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Good show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us part of your day. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, happy Monday. Want to remind you, we're going to be hanging out with our good friends at ARUP Blood Services. Tony and Austin are going to be there along with Hans and Scotty from 10 to 3 coming up on Friday, 9786 South, 500 West right there in Sandy. Drop on by, donate some blood, and save a life. Um, just uh, going through a story, Gordon, that uh, in the Athletic, that uh, Jake Hatch, by the way, uh, tweeted out uh, a link to this, but uh, that's f- uh, furthering some details on Mike Pecky and uh, the situation that got him suspended for three games and basically um, chastised by Major League Soccer, by RSL, by pretty much anybody who uh, uh, would have authority on the matter. But some of the new details, uh, Pecky used uh, basically a, a slur in Spanish uh, repeatedly talking uh, talking about this referee, Gordon, and I don't think we need to. It's a slur. How about that? I don't. Do we need to shed any more light on that? It's Very a, it's inappropriate. A, it's a slur that in this day and age is uh, unacceptable. And then we, we kind of knew that there was some language used, uh, I mean, that would 
warrant a three-game suspension. It was probably pretty aggressive. But here's some of the other details, and I'll read right from the Athletics report. Uh, According to sources, Pecky continued to use the slur to berate the referees as they walked through the tunnel and into their dressing room. He later wrote the slur on a piece of paper and had it delivered to the dressing room. Whether he delivered it himself or through someone else wasn't clear to sources. Okay, so you work for RSL and and, and, and the coach hands you a slur written? To deliver to the referee, do you do it? Jeez, I hope not. Do you say, Coach, I'm not doing that? You say, does my job depend on this? <laughs> You're afraid of what the answer am might I be, doing so you this? don't even ask it. Or am I getting my walking papers? Yeah, that's... Or did do you even look at the note? See, I like, when you're handed notes by I, people, I like do you look Pecky, at it? And it, there have been times when the outbursts have been kind of fun, but this is uh, this is uh, he he needs to reel it in, and uh, I wonder how damaging this will be. I I don't know how this is going to turn out. Well, wouldn't they have fired him already? I don't know. I don't know. Or do you think these details emerge and then RSL oh, decides no. to, well, to alter RS- its course? RSL was well aware of what took place. Yeah, but that. that and the public pressure. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that a zillion times, right? Yeah. yeah, we have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, didn't Ohio State try and keep Zach Smith as that situation was unraveling and then eventually not? Ohio State was, according to that one report a few days ago, didn't Alabama want to hire him? Well, that was before all of that came to light, but yeah. yeah. But it was after the – well, before it came to light, but was it before Urban Meyer knew about it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But Alabama probably didn't know yeah, about it. Okay. What's, you, that's more what I'm getting at. <sighs> well, so, so it wouldn't be the first time that, that a club handled something one way and then when it became public, but handled you, it some, place, some you, way. This, I knew about this. I didn't know every detail of this, but I knew the slur – Right. And so they had to know it was going to get out. They had to. Well, all this other stuff is really what's concerning. I mean, that's if you if you're going to keep the coach, that's where that anger management comes in. I mean, if he's he's following them to their locker room and sending notes, I mean, you got to you got to find a way to cool off, right? Well, I mean, that, it, well, I mean you can't do it that. It wasn't just that. It was what it was written. It, it, that that uh, because we've seen we've seen coaches get really mad at officials before and follow them around and uh, get pretty exercised about the whole write thing. a note and send it to their locker room. Yeah, have we seen that? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've seen that. Have is uh, a coach ever burst into the referee's locker room and? Uh, you know, continued on with the fight. I don't know. I don't I'm not. Either. I'm not recalling an incident like that. Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, get the help you need and um, move forward from there. But uh, yeah, this is going to cause, uh, I think, some outrage. Now that it's known, right? So that's why, if you're RSL, you hope you handle it correctly right. before it becomes public. I mean, I think about the uh, the Ray Rice situation in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they handled it the way that they did, and then that video came Uh out, and then it was, you know, it's probably best to just handle the situation appropriately in the first place. You know, the video, the camera is so damning, you know. If this incident had been filmed and heard, you know, and then it was released. It might be totally different. Holy cow. It It just makes it more alive for people, and the outrage is even greater.
All right, joining us now in studio from uh, Syringa Networks, he's our good friend Gabe. And uh, Gabe, you guys are helping out businesses out there with a little, uh, little local touch. Yeah, that, that's correct. That's exactly what Syringa Networks does. That's what makes us uh, stand out in the, in the telecommunications field is the fact that we are local. We've invested in the market. We've got people here that uh, respond whenever you have issues, and we have a local sales team. So that's really what we do best. And when you say you have a presence here, we're talking 1,000 miles of fiber optics. That's correct. That's a, that was a massive undertaking that we that we did. Uh, and we, we started off in this market around seven years ago, started putting fiber in the ground. And uh, no one's really put in that much fiber in this market, uh, probably since the, the, uh, the, the Olympics that occurred here. So it was a massive undertaking for us. And we were, we were talking to you a little bit about the business itself and what's going on with, with customers out there. And... and Customer service, let's put it this way, is is not being prioritized by these big companies that are kind of moving in and acquiring a lot of companies. That's correct. Yeah, Salt Lake is it's a big market, but compared to their bigger markets, the NFL type cities, right. it, it does just doesn't get the same amount of focus as those do. Uh, and so that's what we've uh, where we found our, our big niche here is providing that local touch. And when things aren't working and you're chasing around customer service somewhere else, you're not making money. That's correct. Yeah, as a business owner, you 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 don't do telecom. You do what it is whatever it is that you do, uh, and that's where we come in. We do telecom services, and so that's what that's where we help out. All right, here's the number to call. Find out a little bit more. Find out what the Syringa can do for your business. 385-420-7881. 385-420-7881. You can also go online syringanetwork.net. That's syringanetwork.net. Gabe, thank you so much. You got it. All right, more Big Show coming up, top of the 4 o'clock hour. By the way, top of the 5 o'clock hour, Gordon, Justin Zanuck is going to be on the show, general manager of the Utah Jazz. Wow. Oh, well, that's appointment listening, then. It's a big day on the Big Show. You want to hear from Justin. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.